0: All right. Imagine you've done one of these crazy all day challenges, right? All four parks, something like that. Okay. What do you need the next day? To rest. A relaxation challenge.
1: Oh, all right. Maybe I will like this challenge.
0: I've got some ideas. How about this one? Yeah. The under 1000 steps challenge, where your goal for that day is to take less than 1000 steps.
1: So that sounds like, you know, that might be a pretty cool challenge after a busy day in the parks. I mean, that's definitely a a challenge I would accept. You'd accept
0: that challenge? Here's another one for you. Okay. It's the Rope Drop the Jacuzzi and Stay in There Till Noon Challenge.
1: (laughs) Oh. Oh, that's good. I'm up for it. What's the surprise?
0: Uh, you get to not feel terrible.
1: <laughs> you get to have, but there's no like Disney tickets for this? No. It's Why? Just, <laughs> Why do the other ones include you? You're Disney
0: just tickets? not miserable.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Hello there, my friends, and welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast all about travel planning and Disney entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral health, and humor. I'm Autumn, a new-to-Disney enthusiast as well as a clinical social worker. And I'm Justin, a hyper-nerd travel planner and behavior analyst. And we really, really do hope you enjoy the show today. And if you do, we're going to be rolling out a new procedure that we'd love for you to try this week. So what we're going to ask that you do is set your alarm for 6.45 a.m., When the alarm goes off, roll out of bed, make your coffee or your tea, have your iTunes or Apple podcast app open and ready for 7am. And then as soon as the atomic clock turns 7am, leave us a five-star review. Thanks so much. Today on the show, Justin is chatting with Noah and Alex from Main Street Mechies. If you did your homework last week, you should have uh, taken a listen to episode 24 of the Main Street Mechies. And if you didn't, well, uh take a moment, consider pausing this podcast now and heading over to take a listen to that. The link is in the show notes. But first, we have news, trivia and mailbag with the Edison's newest flapper dancer and my husband, Justin.
0: Hey. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this new position at the Edison Disney Springs.
1: It's a new position that we, you know, we didn't talk about. It wasn't a no. it wasn't a family decision, but I support it.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't want to and I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast cuz I didn't want to jinx it, you know. <laughs>
1: Sure. Yeah. Get people's hopes up. Yeah. To go see you be a flapper dancer.
0: One of the best flapper dancers. <laughs> so Edison came was in my mind, came up because we're um we're still planning this trip that we might take, and I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> it's
1: a might take trip.
0: It's a, it's a high might now. We've gone from ten percent to I think thirty percent. Oh, we're at like eighty-five percent right now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Things have been booked. to
1: eighty-five.
0: Deposits have been made.
1: Uh, again, this is not a. <laughs> not a weird...
0: <laughs> That's the key. That's the key to making it happen. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about some dining options at Disney Spring, and... Yeah, we were. The Edison came up. We're looking for a place to dance, though. If anyone has any idea of a place Ooh. to dance in Disney World, it doesn't have to be Disney Springs. Right. Uh, yeah. Give us the info. We want to we dance a little bit our first night. Yes. All right, Autumn, you ready to get ready to Highly Suspect Headlines?
1: I'm ready.
0: All right. So Highly Suspect Headlines is the way we do news here on the Easy Disney Podcast. Instead of just reading some boring, terrible news headlines... I'm going to say some exciting headlines that are both some will be true and some will be fake. You don't know. Autumn doesn't know. Only I truly know. But Autumn has to guess. And you can guess at home, too. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to read the news and you have to decide if it's true. Are you ready for this, Autumn? I'm ready. Okay. First headline. Genie Plus pre-purchase ticket add-on being discontinued June
1: Purchase ticket add-on. I don't. I'm. I'm just curious. I know you said there was a deal for Dis- those that had Disney Plus, but I don't remember anything no, about. No.
0: Genie Plus. Nothing to do with Disney Plus. Oh,
1: oh, oh. See. Okay. Genie Plus.
0: So, all right. Genie Plus pre-purchase is being discontinued in June.
1: Oh, I understand the sentence now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it took a little bit. Jeez. Hmm. True
0: this is true you will no longer be able to per- pre-purchase Genie Plus with your tickets mm. starting June 8th
1: mm. I wonder why
0: yeah so they, they've made this change and a couple other changes too actually so yeah starting June 8th the only way to buy Genie Plus is day of in the my Disney experience app it used to be or okay. it is currently now when you purchase your tickets you can buy Genie Plus but you have to buy it for every day of the ticket right So for every one of my clients and any friend or any person that I talk to considering purchasing tickets, at this point, I haven't recommended to anybody to pre-purchase it just because there are parks in which it's not really useful and it's kind of a waste of money. So I always recommend people to purchase a day of, even if it's like an extra five minutes a day, if you can handle an extra two, five minutes a day. But yeah, Disney's taking the option away uh, June 8th.
1: That's interesting.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think there's a couple things involved here. I think there's a lot of people complaining. They probably have to do a lot of make goods with the Genie Plus. People are purchasing it and Mm -hmm. then not satisfied with it. They added the sentence to the purchase screen uh, a few weeks back saying, you know, this is only going to get you two or three rides. Uh, But also, Disney could actually start capping the number of Genie Pluses that are purchased. Because they've added to this now. It says it's subject to availability, where that wasn't the case before. They would never sell out of Genie Plus. They were were just going to sell it, and even if uh, it wasn't worth getting it. But now they're saying subject to availability.
1: So so I assume people are using it, and more people are using it than they anticipated? Exactly.
0: Very high utilization, and because of that very high utilization, we've talked about this on previous shows, when it's very busy, it's not as effective. You're not getting as many lightning lanes, or definitely not getting them for the higher the Higher value rides.
1: That's right. We did bring this up because I think I talked about this what if scenario and you said, well, what they might do at some point is cap well, the what, amount of Genie Pluses, which well, it what I like s- they might do. I said
0: they could, they right? They could, yeah. But I think, I, and I still kind of think it's more probable, or I think it's at least now, maybe it's not more probable, but it's still possible that they'd raise the price of Genie Plus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That they, and maybe do like demand pricing, like more expensive on the weekends. Because if they cap it, right, then they're limiting how much money they can make. Right. And while I think that's like the fair thing to do, I would just anticipate like it will make them a lot more money and serve the same purpose if they raise the price.
1: Right. I'm just feeling really heavy about this. I'm feeling like (laughs) the amount more that they're charging and the amount of like added price in the last year just is like... Yeah. It gives me a bit of it. It's it's like nauseating. Yeah. And I think they're recognizing that. that. And maybe
0: that's why they're taking this move of... of leaving themselves the option to cap it instead of just raising the price. Mm -hmm. Raising the price would be like the the smarter thing to do in terms of making money, Right. but maybe in terms of public sentiment. Like if they're making people like you nauseous, maybe right now is not the best time to increase the price of the service they just introduced.
1: Right, right, right,
0: okay. So that's my wild speculation anyway that they'd re-increase the price. That's not what right now, it's basically they could start capping. It's not even definite that they're going to. They just added the line subject to availability.
1: Right, that there might be a cap, right? That there might be a limit on how available it is, exactly. whereas there wasn't before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Oh. Um, okay, good to know. So, moral of the story there is, <laughs> uh, using Justin's uh, age-old tip that I think he's talked about, which is don't buy Genie Plus ahead of time anyway, because yeah. you don't—it's it's not as useful well, in, in all four parks. <laughs> maybe Genie
0: Plus heard that and they just said, That's "Wow, Justin's saying. right." Are listening, Justin's right. Mm. No, I'm not the only one saying that. But another interesting thing happening on June 8th, the 2023 vacation packages are dropping. So you'll be right. able to book um, vacation packages out through 2023, starting June 8th.
1: Yay! So
0: if you want a vacation in 2023 and you want to get, you want to stay at one of those resorts or get one of those room types that book up quick, like the suites at the All-Stars mm-hmm. or maybe a Polynesian room, mm-hmm. get in touch and I'll, I'll have that ready to go. I can book on June 8th for you. All right. Ready for the next headline?
1: I am. And I hope, I hope it doesn't have to do with money increases.
0: <laughs> well, it does. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: On select days, Cosmic Rewind will have three virtual queue windows.
1: Oh, okay. So that's where you pay, but you just come in at the time that it's...
0: Virtual queues are not pay. No, virtual queues oh. are the free online queuing.
1: You just hold your spot.
0: Exactly, because there's second. no standby.
1: Yeah. Oh, and they might have three. On
0: select days, they'll have three. And we've talked about there is going to be a virtual queue for the Cosmic Rewind, as well right. as individual lightning lane. I'm
1: going to say it's true.
0: This is also true. Woo! Yes. Why, nice this job. This is
1: positive. This is more positive.
0: Yeah. For when, you know, Rise of the Resistance, Web Slingers, they did one at 7 a.m. and one at 1 p.m. And you had to be in the park for 1 p.m. to if you wanted to get in on that queue. Yeah. If you wanted to sign up during that window. hmm This third queue is a little different, right? And it's just for Cosmic Rewind, and it's going to be at 6 p.m. This will be the queue for the extended magic hours. Right. And it's only available to people staying at Disney Deluxe Resorts.
1: Oh, not just on site.
0: No, Disney Deluxe. Those are the only people that are getting the evening magic hours now, and they're only on select days. So on the days where Epcot has those, Mm -hmm. there will be a 6 p.m. queue. We call this the Uh, VIP queue, or the fancy queue.
1: I didn't realize that... So so extra magic hours, is this in all four parks? Yeah, all four parks
0: will have it. If I may interject, currently,
2: extended park hours are only for Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Through July, two extra hours at Epcot on Monday and two extra hours at Magic Kingdom on
0: Wednesday.
1: (laughs) And then that will allow you for the Cosmic Rewind to have there's extra cues. Exactly. There's a queue
0: window that opens up at 6 o'clock. Yes.
1: Oh, wow. So if you didn't
0: get it at the 7 a.m. or the 1 p.m. and you're Deluxe, you can try again at 6 p.m.
1: Got it. Now,
0: being that this is a queue only for Deluxe guests... When you enter through the app, you have to press all the buttons with your pinky very high in the air. (laughs) Yeah, and you have to tap gingerly.
1: Gingerly taps.
0: With your pinky high in the air. (laughs) Because it's fancy. This is for Deluxe.
1: That's a joke, everybody. It's a joke. (laughs) If you say so. Oh, that is sad. That does have to do with money. So now there's not really like early morning or evening magic or rope drop hours anymore. They've kind of taken both of those away.
0: No, that's not true. So if you're staying on site... No, thank you for bringing it up, though. (laughs) Because if you're staying on site, you get into all the parks a half an hour early.
1: Oh, a half hour. Yes. That's right.
0: Yeah, which is nice. Because it's all the parks every day. It used to be it was on different parks. So if you're staying on site, that's a really big benefit. It doesn't sound... It doesn't. But like if you do the math, it's actually really good.
1: Right.
0: It's really good. It is a, an advantage of staying on site right now. Okay. Are you ready for the third headline? I'm ready. Okay. Joey Fatone headlining Epcot Food and Wine Festival August 5th through 8th.
1: I don't know who Joey Fatone is. It's,
0: you don't know who Joey Fatone is?
1: This is Oh, this is I thought you made this person up. <laughs>
0: This is blowing my mind that you don't know who Joey I Fatone is. I don't know is. who
1: Joey Fatone is.
0: What if I just I said- might know a song. What if I just said Joey from- Joey from- Joey from Insync? Joey Fatone. Oh,
1: Joey?
0: Yeah, Joey. <laughs> oh, Joey.
1: <laughs> is it Joey? Is his name Joey? I thought
0: it was- uh... Well, maybe you know him as Joseph Fatone.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it really NSYNC?
0: Joey Fatone is from Insync.
1: Yeah. Oh, Blue Eyes?
0: You know, I'm not sure the color he of his eyes. Picture,
1: please. Wait, right, Joey? Uh, oh, or, eyes. or Joey? No, no, no. He is like he's like tan. He's like darker skin.
0: That's Joey Fatone, right oh, there. Oh,
1: he looks so different. Oh my well, goodness. Well, he's 30 years older. <gasps> he looks so different now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a visual in my head. He did a couple like one hitters uh, once. JT went <laughs> went solo. He's performing. Well, oh, I have to find that out. Joey sorry.
0: Fatone is headlining Epcot Food and Wine Festival August 5th. Through August 8th.
1: Is food and wine that early?
0: Yes. Those, I thought it was
1: sept- I'm thinking it's late August, September. <laughs> those, those
0: are, are the pretty. dates of our trip. They
1: are. Just is so he you really know. <laughs> and lighting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're going for food and wine, so.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot. I keep forgetting that piece of it. In my head, food and wine is like September for some yeah. reason. Well,
0: you're still on like 15% certainty and I'm on 80% certainty. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: I'm gonna say it's true.
0: You think Joey Fatone is headlining <laughs> the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, the exact dates that we're going. You're saying true.
1: Well, I think he that would be like a Disney family friendly headliner. It we is, are going
0: on. It, the is, true. it, it is, is true. It is true. It is true. Joey oh, Fatone.
2: That's great.
0: <laughs> so Joey Fatone and Friends. Who do you think his friends will be?
1: I don't know. not in sync. Do you not think it'll J. be J. Justin
0: Timberlake? Yeah, because because Joey <laughs> would be the headliner name. He, he would get top billing.
1: <laughs> Joey Fatone featuring Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh,
0: poor Joey, Joey, for listening. It's just—it's not that you're not a big deal. It's no. just Justin Timberlake is no, a very big Joey, deal. No, and
1: Joey, I had the biggest crush on you. You were my fave.
0: The one whose name you didn't know yes. and weren't sure the color of his eyes. <laughs>
1: yes. Um. Anyway, that's amazing. And when does Food and Wine start?
0: Food and Wine starts July 14th so it is an early oh, start. Oh, it is
1: early. Yeah. Is it earlier than normal?
0: Well, they get earlier and earlier every year, but I think they're done expanding because there's actually rules involved with the permanents that they use on those structures that they serve out of. Those are technically temporary service structures, and they can only be up so for so many days of the year. But yeah, July 14th, that's actually just 10 days after flower and garden ends.
1: That's what I... And when does it go until?
0: November 19th
1: so that's a, that's super because when I was right thinking, up until the holiday you know what I'm doing is I'm plan. I'm I think when I'm thinking of Disney now I'm thinking of like our first trip that we planned food and wine and that was going to be like September there's yeah. gonna be September October yeah. and so that's why in my head when I think of food and wine I'm when you're like August 5th I'm like yeah no way
0: Epcot is pretty okay. much perpetually in festival, perpetually in festival yeah.
1: yeah oh wow I really would love to be down there in October November
0: well, we're going in August. It's going to be very hot. Again. <laughs> but Joey Fatone is going to be there. All right. Just a heads up.
1: I'm, this is So
0: he's, he's like, I said headlining, but he is, he's playing, you know, through August 5th through August 8th, Joey Fatone and Friends, and it's part of the eat the beat. No, I'm sorry. It's part of the, <laughs> <laughs> don't eat the beet. Well there might be beets. There might be beets. And if there are, you should eat it them. It is
1: food wine. It's
0: highly nutritious eat to the beat concert series so it's a concert that goes off at like 5 30 6 45 and 8 p.m half hour concerts um and joey fatone is going to be playing three 30 minute concerts with his friends uh <laughs> okay. august 5th through 8th uh yeah they'll be at the american gardens uh theater oh that's so over by the right american section of epcot
1: that's that just that made my day thank you for that fact You're welcome
0: and hey something to consider dining packages are available here so there's four different restaurants where the package is available.
1: Okay, pause. Dining packages separate from the dining plans, which have still yes. not returned. I just exactly. want to clarify that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Do you want to hear more about packages? hmm So basically there's six options. It's Beer Garden, Coral Reef, Garden Grill, La Cellier, the Regal Eagle Smokehouse and the Spice Road Table, and it's basically you—you you purchase either it's whether it's buffet or a fixed-price menu, mm-hmm. and then that gives you like a little badge, and that badge is guaranteed seating because the the theater does fill up. It's okay. guaranteed seating to the to the theater. Cool. Yeah, nifty. I mean, That's it's cool. it's a pricey package, but I'm sure. if you really want to see Joey Fatone and you really like La Cellier, or the Regal Eagle Smokehouse, right? The Regal Eagle Smokehouse is actually a good deal. It's only thirty-five dollars for an adult. Oh. You can't pre-book that one, though. That one is a same-day dining package. You have to show up and go get it.
1: That makes sense. But $35 for guaranteed seating
0: and, I mean, pretty decent food. If they throw in a bear, then it's definitely worth it.
1: That's as cheap as you get for Disney. Yeah. All right, last one. What is it?
0: All right, last headline. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is returning in 2022 with a 50% increase in ticket prices.
1: 50%? 50%.
0: This likes like raise
1: some prices, but 50% is false. This one is true. They're all 50%? true? 50%? Yeah, this
0: is an all-true week. 50%? Yeah. 50%. That's a lot.
1: What is that? It's cost.
0: So uh, the average is going to be $143. Yeah. So now there's, some, there's so something to this. it was like $75
1: before?
0: 96 was the average in 2019. So here's the thing. They haven't had this party since 2019. Right? Oh.
1: But oh, like a typical right. three-year
0: jump is not 50%. It's no. closer to like 12%, 12% or 16%. Yeah. So this is like a huge jump. But this is kind of what happened. So they didn't have it last year. In 2021, they had the Disney After Hours Boo Bash. Yes, they had a
1: Boo Bash. And it
0: was a different event. It had free ice cream, free popcorn, Ooh. and it was super limited. So the ride access was very, like you could walk on a lot of rides. So that was expensive. And they so, charged more yeah, for wait. it. But this year, they brought the Mickey's Not-So-Scary back, but are basically charging Boo Bash prices. It's actually like 4% less than Boo Bash.
1: What was the price again?
0: So the average ticket price, because it, it varies day to day, depending on oh. when you go. Like oh, upwards right. of Halloween, I think it's like $200. But minimum? The average right now is one hundred and forty-three seventy-one
1: Per person?
0: Per person. Yeah. Nope. Nope. But you know, you get the it's uh, the Mickey's. You get the scary parade. Uh, there is trick or treating still. You still get free candy. Uh, but yeah, they jumped it fifty percent. Here's the thing,
1: They're... Disney. <laughs> Slow, down. <laughs> Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. You have years, and like <laughs> I, like what in three years, this is going to be two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars. You know what Easy I mean? Dizzy,
0: like, Easy it. Easy Dizzy. <laughs> they need to
1: know about this because what? Like, seriously, five years from now, this could well, this could jump easily another hundred dollars less than that.
0: But uh, they raise the prices and we pay it. We really enjoy the product. No, still... no, no, no.
1: I want to know. I want to know demographics on the people paying 145 a ticket, in addition to the ticket for the park for the day. No, you don't have to, to go to this. You don't
0: have to do that. You don't have to buy the ticket for the park.
1: No, but if you're down there, who's going to go down there except local people just. for that it's event. a great
0: day for yeah locals or like if it's your rest day
1: but I'm saying most of the people in Disney World are traveling far to get to Disney yeah. World
0: yeah so maybe you're Disney and I bought that day. tickets
1: for the day yeah I mean
0: I right. wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it
1: you would sit if
0: I'm gonna if I'm gonna stay late at this thing I'm probably not gonna be at the park all day no I wouldn't necessarily like if you want to do it cool but
1: okay so, so maybe for some people this replaces a ticket price mm-hmm. but the cost of that is still
0: $43 yeah About the cost of a one-day ticket, on some days, you get free candy. Maybe. I mean, I hope.
1: I mean, I guess that would be the best way. Please don't, please don't buy a day ticket and then buy this. I don't think they. Yeah. But there's going to be people that,
0: and they're going to sell out, and people will have a great time and will be happy.
1: Forty-five dollars.
0: Yeah, it's very expensive. Disney, but we know this. Disney is expensive.
1: No, fifty (laughs) percent.
0: It's a big jump. It's a big jump. It's a big jump. They're really trying to make up for the lost revenue, or I should say the reductions in revenue. Reduction.
1: Did they lose revenue? Like, is Disney in a bad spot financially? It does not seem so. They most just did of the earnings money... call. First of all, most of their money doesn't even come from the parks. It comes from media, which has only increased since the pandemic because yeah. people have been nowhere but their homes. Yeah. Disney's fine.
0: No, Disney's fine. They just did they the earnings just... call and they're doing really, really well. But I think that's in part to all these price increases that they've done. They're making money for their stockholders. So is there
1: information anywhere where we could look at if certain demographics of folks have stopped going to Disney because of the price? There because might I be. Because imagine there has like, to
0: be. Disney's not going to, if they have that information from their surveys, they're not going to release it. There is a lot of uh, like different vacation or different travel organizations do have surveys and studies, but I'm not sure that they're specific to Disney. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry I'm very Disney negative right now yeah don't be
0: listen this is still going to be an awesome party that people are going to enjoy less people will be able to go to it or people will have to save up more they'll have to allocate more of their entertainment budget
1: it's just a lot of money to get candy
0: then listen you're not going <laughs> you weren't going anyway <laughs>
1: well the thing I really was excited about which was cheap now I'm probably never going to be able to do it because the cost is going to be $207 by the time we go was the, the after hours villains party
0: yeah I would. Love I don't know to do why that. they didn't
1: bring that back. That's to me. It was. Is, cool. Are you talking
0: about the Boo Bash from last year?
1: No, that's not. Boo Bash was different from the after. Was what was it called? I think it was the villains. Boogie, that was Boogie before. Boogies
0: in Disneyland. That's all villains. Is that what you're talking about? No,
1: remember there was a villain. I think this was the year before last. Yeah, villains, there was a villains
0: nighttime. Villains
1: after hours. Yeah,
0: and, but that was like a. There was a catered event.
1: Villains after hours. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Well, I'm a little down on Disney right now. Let's move to Ace Stumps
0: J and see if... Ace Stumps J? What's Ace Stumps J?
1: Oh, yeah. So Ace Stumps J is where I try to stump my husband or trick him with trivia surrounding all things Disney World, Disneyland, Universal, Disney Plus, Genie Plus, etc. All right. All right. So let's dive into the first stump. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Walt Disney himself received a customized blank. For Snow White and the Seven Dwarves.
0: A customized reel? Nope. Uh a customized storybook, like from the beginning? Nope. One more shot. A customized apple.
1: <laughs> no, that would be in cute. Poison. A customized like life-size Oscar actually, with seven tiny little Oscars, which is really cute. You know the Oscar statue?
0: So he got a an o- well, he an Oscar got, award? He won an Oscar. Yeah. And it had his name on it.
1: But it's like not like a regular Oscar size. It was like a more like closer to a life-size oh. Oscar itself. And then it had seven little, because the dwarfs get it? And then there were seven oh. little Oscar like a special, like a custom wow. Oscar reward. Yeah, really cool. Wow,
0: well, the uh, the Academy really went out back then. Huh? They, they, they went, went all out.
1: We went all out. Are you ready for number two? I am. Mickey Mouse became the first animated character to get a blank.
0: He was the first animated character to get a Tile in the Hollywood Walk of Fame.
1: Yes. Yes. Ding ding ding. Correct. Nice one. That was a guess. That was a hot <laughs> guess. To know. That was a hot guess. I
0: was gonna say hot dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if there was hot dog on the star. There is not. Because that
0: was the first thing he said, right? Wasn't that his first words? Oh,
1: hot, uh, was no, it wasn't hot dog. Wasn't it something
0: else? I think it was hot dog. I think that was a A Stumps J question.
1: There was a question. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that. (laughs) If
0: anyone knows, write in podcast at (laughs) gmail.com.
1: All right. Now ready for number three? Yes. Okay. Disney parks are popular places to scatter blank. Ashes. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. I
0: think it's called like a code gray or something like that. They have to (laughs) stop the ride and clean up the mess. So don't do it.
1: So that's great because they didn't put the code in here. They did And Do you know the most popular place to have ashes scattered?
0: I think it's Peter Pan's. Incorrect. Uh, magic Flight. Oh, Haunted Mansion then? It's Haunted Mansion. Okay. They've
1: had to stop several times. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, huh?
0: If you've ever scattered ashes on either of those rides, Easy Podcast at gmail.com. But I
1: really want to hear that story. Like, <laughs> please, please. Or if you think you have a friend that might have done or a family member that might have done something like that. If you like suspect
0: that. that the car in front of you scattered <laughs> ashes because you, you got a little taste on your tongue... <laughs>
1: Yeah, Email us in. You got some ash on your face.
0: <laughs> podcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, we want to talk to you.
0: You know what? If you went to the park and you forgot to put lotion on and your skin was just a little ashy, <laughs> EasyDissitPodcast at gmail.com.
1: We want to hear from you. All right. So I'm actually going to give you five. So we're on number four out of five right okay. now. Okay. Disneyland has its very own colony of blank.
0: Its very own colony Oh, of cats. Yes, the stray cats. Yeah,
1: you knew this. Yeah. I didn't think you were gonna know this. All right, You're three you three out of four. You got right any more now, info on folks. these cats? <laughs> They're fe- so yeah. There's a number of cats that were feral. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they have a they um, actually have a special like veterinary program just for these feral cats wow. that they take care of, that they feed, that they neuter, yeah. um, and they help honestly with the mice. They're like they yeah. keep the mice problem down. That's so great. we feed them. Um, and they have like a whole. Uh, they basically created a feral cat program in Disneyland for yeah. all. The cats.
0: I think that's a lot smarter than just trying to get rid of them. Yeah. They're gonna come back.
1: They're gonna they're gonna come back, yeah. and this way they're being taken care of. They're popular, right? They're controlling the the population, and they're helping them in the park.
0: I wonder if they name them. They gotta have names. Do so have if there's names. people taking d- care of them, the names of.
1: aren't mentioned, but they're named and tagged. No, that's very Disney. Well, so I was thinking it's kind of cool in Disneyland, right? Because Disneyland doesn't have an Animal Kingdom.
0: Right, so it's kind of built in behind the scenes. So it's a catdom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> go to and now I want to go to Disneyland just to see the catdom. Found cats, yeah. I wonder if we saw cats. Catdom. Um, all right, are you ready for number five? I'm this ready. was just. This made me giggle on the inside. I was just very surprised. Okay. The voice of Optimus Prime. So Optimus Prime is the, the, one of the key Transformers. Yes. Um, the voice. I was
0: born in 1984. Okay. I know who Optimus I, Prime well, is. That's
1: more for the that's more for the people oh, that might not know oh, listening. Yeah, and
0: he's Zol- any Gen Zers. Yeah. Okay, don't but know even Optimus still, Prime. even millennials still, should. But if the movies unless, with but
1: if you're not into Transformers though, why would you know
0: the movie with with what's his face?
1: Not everyone saw that movie. I was into Transformers, so I saw. That you were
0: movie. into what's his face?
1: And I was into Shia LaBeouf.
0: <laughs> Shia LaBeouf.
1: <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Anyway, the the voice of Optimus Prime mm-hmm. is also the voice of blank. What what other classic character?
0: A Disney character, I assume.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just gonna be like, what? Like, who's a character that is? I Maybe mean, I guess there's a few, but who's a character that's just like opposite?
0: That is not a robot. That is not a car. So like think about be who Optimus Prime is, and they don't move quickly on tires, mm. and also they are not in charge. So I'm going to go ahead mm. and say mm. Porky Pig is not a Disney character. Uh-
1: <laughs> no, I'm solid. This is a good guess. Okay, but you're you're right with thinking about like yes, char- like character traits of of the character and like. Let's being-
0: go Goofy. Let's Goofy.
1: Oh, that is a you know, I wasn't thinking Goofy or else. I would No, you want one more well, guess. You should have the
0: answer. Of course you weren't thinking the wrong answer.
1: <laughs> no, like I was I was thinking about what ones you might yeah. come up what alternatives.
0: I don't know. Chip uh Dale. So John Mullaney. John Mullaney is the voice of Optimus Prime. <laughs> yes,
1: that is correct. No. No, no, no. The voice of Optimus Prime is also the voice of I want you to guess the character, not that not the voice actor. I'm giving up. Okay, Eeyore.
0: Eeyore. Oh. So you were
1: super right when you were like, not in charge, yeah. fleshy, <laughs> kind of like. Eeyore, no wheels. Way, no wheels. No wheels at all. So the voice is actually done by Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen. Did the voice for both Optimus Prime and the original 1980s Transformers and Eeyore. And oh, the
0: original 1980s Transformers. not So the that movie. I haven't seen. Okay, the that cartoon. I haven't seen. That's, so yeah. Yeah. All right. Any uh, Anything else that he's done?
1: So that's awesome. It might be. It doesn't say that in doesn't this understand. fact. not Okay. But I want to say, but you got three out of five.
0: Five out of five sad. every week.
1: <laughs> three out of
0: five. <laughs> that's what I said. Five out of five every week.
1: But that was great. Please, too, let us know if you enjoyed the fact.
0: All right. And now it's time for J and A Stump the Audience, oh. where we ask a trivia question for the audience. And you write in. And we will pick one lucky winner yep. to receive a sticker.
1: That sounds cool. I'm down for this. What's the trivia? <laughs> we don't have trivia. <laughs> <laughs> you just made that up. I could what? get a trivia. I'm, I'm I thinking get a real quick. Yeah, real I'm quick. just thinking real
0: quick. Okay. There is a space mountain that goes upside down. In which Disney park does the space mountain go upside down? So write in easydizzitpodcast at gmail.com mm. and we'll select one lucky winner to receive a sticker. You can also get us at Instagram, at Disney. Once again, the question is, one space mountain goes upside down. In which Disney park is that space mountain located?
1: In which Disney park? So can I give a hint that this might be international?
0: And you can't Google it. We'll know if you Google it. <laughs> Will we? Well, we're going to know if you Google it. Yeah, okay. it'll be very obvious to me. And if you Google it, you have to... You have to Delete the RSS feed from your, your podcast <laughs> handler. Okay, so don't Google it.
1: But write into us if you know the answer.
0: EasyDizit podcast at gmail.com or at EasyDizit on Instagram.
1: That sounds good. All right, so stay tuned for Justin's really awesome uh, interview with Main Street Meckies. Bye, everyone.
0: excited about the interview today. So I stumbled across this podcast, um, Main Street Mechies. It's uh, the the best combination of smart, nerdy, and funny. So I was lucky enough to get in touch with the the two gentlemen, and uh, I had to convince them to come on the show. They were very hesitant. They said, no way. (laughs) I had to offer them tons of money. And finally, my, my daughter's not going to college, but I got Main Street Mechies on the show. So Noah and Alex, thanks for coming on today.
2: Thanks for having us, Justin. I, I,
3: I can't tell you how much I appreciate that review.
2: Wow, that was that was stellar. That was quite the intro. Yeah, thank you. We're we did not honored. deserve that.
0: Thank you for coming on. I, I really enjoy listening to your podcast. It's uh, it's it's a very original Disney podcast. I, I haven't heard. We'll get into it. We'll get into how great yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. first, <laughs> well, I'll let you tell 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 the audience how would you characterize the podcast? What does it mean to you? What is it to you? Uh,
3: sure. Yeah, Noah usually gives our elevator pitch, but I'll I'll yeah. give it a shot. <laughs> um, I mean, essentially, I don't really know how to like specifically characterize it, but essentially, like what our podcast was was. No and I are both engineers. We both <laughs> fell in love with Disney when we were kids and mm. then continued to fall in love with it in a different way. Mm. As we got into our careers, we we learned about, about engineering and that side of it. And so after talking for a while, we, we kept talking about Disney stuff and we realized him, him and I viewed Disney in the same way. And it was a way that we didn't know if many people viewed it as and yeah i threw out pretty much like hey do you want to record these conversations rather than just having a really long text chain and he was like yeah sure and so you were you were you
0: know. kind of doing the podcast before you started doing the podcast
2: essentially yeah yeah I, at yeah, least I, I would say i'd say so too yeah we i mean we so we were roommates freshman year in college okay. and that's how we met and then we both noticed we had similar affinities for Disney. Yeah. And then as we went through our college careers, you know, new developments came out and there were new parks and new attractions and things like that. And it got to a, a breaking point where, like you said, you said, maybe we should just report these <laughs> conversations. So so our not so official, but also official tagline is a show where two real life engineers and hopeful Imagineers talk about all things Disney design. Yes. And that's, I think that's a good summary. It wasn't super yeah. short, but it's a summary. <laughs> Love but, you know, it. It's pretty much it.
0: So you mentioned like a, a unique perspective that an engineer might have uh, regarding Disney that you kind of share. Tell me about that perspective. What What is Disney to an engineer?
2: Ooh, a goldmine.
0: <laughs> <Ooh>,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to take this one, Noah? Yeah, I'll start on this one. So um, uh, I've got a pretty not heavy, but an ex- uh, I've got background in theater and okay. performance and stuff like that. So in you know middle school and high school and, and even during college at like community theaters, I've been big mm-hmm. into doing you know performance. Mm-hmm. And there's that side of me. And then there's also the technical kind of stem oriented side that loves you know tinkering with things and yeah. figuring out how things worked. So when I found out that Imagineering is basically a, a merging of those two things, yes, it's kind of a no-brainer. And so yes. it's, for me, it's it's something that gets both of those itches in just the right way. With yeah. the there's so much technical stuff going on in the background, but the whole point is that you have no clue and that you're entertaining someone or telling a convincing story. Yeah, which is something you you encounter like very few other places in the engineering yeah. field
0: yeah wow wow that's great yeah I don't think there's any other place I can't think of another place that puts so much technology into into a show and, and executes it 365 days a year
2: yeah yeah
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah honestly I mean that that just sums it up right there it's crazy it's insane <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, I, I if I recall correctly from the show I know you're you're not structural engineers but what kind of engineer are you?
2: <laughs> Alex, lead the way.
3: Uh, so we're both mechanicals, both kind okay. of focused on the design aspect of mechanical. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Noah, I think you're more kind of on, like, the process side right now. I'm a little bit in between of process and product. Yeah,
2: I, I think that's fair.
0: Could you tell me more, like, as, as a non-engineer... Um, <laughs> i'm not sure what any of that
1: means well so (laughs)
2: it's it's funny because we we say mechanical but i think that's probably like the broadest field of engineering you can probably pick like you can be you can focus on electrical components or you can focus on you know control systems and still call yourself mechanical so okay i a degree in mechanical engineering also took some extra manufacturing classes, so I, it's technically on there. But it's just a few classes. Currently, in like where I'm working right now, I'm more of a project manager, okay. and so I I will take requests. I work at a manufacturing facility in town, and. There will be a, an improvement to be made to some equipment somewhere mm-hmm. on site, mm-hmm. and it'll be my task to put together, you know, what needs to be changed, who's involved, and is the expert on it, what's the budget, gotcha, put all that, that together, and and walk that through.
0: Got it, Alex. I see what you're saying. You were saying now in terms of process. I get it. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah and I'm I'm kind of similar. Technically, I'm a product engineer, but my firm or not firm, my company is really small. And so when there is an issue on the manufacturing floor, if there's improvements that need to be made, we also have to do that along with product development. And Got so it. on our side, we fulfill we do like I, I do my own budgets, I do my own project planning and stuff like that because we yeah. don't have a project planner.
0: So everything you've discussed so far in terms of process and product management and, and getting feedback uh, in terms of, you know, what was necessary, it doesn't sound super exciting and entertaining, but uh, this is part of Imagineering as well, right? There's a lot of less uh, sexy um <laughs> process things happening. I beg well, to right. do yeah. No,
2: <laughs> no you're, you're totally right. And that's why it, it's kind of like Imagineering is that ugly duckling in the world of engineering in that there still exists all of the the kind of grimy mm-hmm. side of engineering where for example, a lot of the ride vehicles used in the Disney parks started out as, you know, material conveyance systems in factories no and warehouses. Way. Like Peter, Peter Pan's flight those vehicles were originally used to carry i think it was car parts around a, a I can manufacturing see that. facility or l- and someone said maybe we put people on that <laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's, it's you know taking that and then masking it creatively and convincingly and safely mm. to you know make you not aware of the fact that there's you know however many tons of machinery underneath you at any given moment and that rather that
3: you're yeah, just having you a nice see time it. yeah but yeah so you... when you oh sorry go
0: ahead no please Alex.
3: oh i, I was just gonna say just to kind of spin off of that uh at no one eyes jobs and at, i would say most engineering jobs the story is the product hmm. like y- y- the story is the thing you're selling and hmm. why you're selling it and how you like it hmm. at disney it's the other way around you the story comes first and so the product that they're selling is the story and so engineering has to take that into account as well and that's uh, something that you don't get at, at my job at, at I would unless something's changed since Noah and I last had this conversation <laughs> at Noah's job um, we, oh, we get yeah. to put our product forward whereas Imagineer's job is almost to be unseen and right. to be a part of the story development of it and that's at least why I enjoy it so much as a engineering practice is because it is very unique in that respect that's some that's something only theme park engineers get and disney yeah. it's their bread and butter and it's essentially their claim to fame and wow. it's because they do it the best
0: so you 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 do your best you do everything you should uh and if it works out perfectly no one notices that's yeah, at least when a ride goes well <laughs> I mean,
2: that's pro- that's probably the Imagineers' creed. It's probably on a wall somewhere. Yeah, our goal oh. is to have no one know we exist.
0: That's great. That's great. So, in terms of your experiences with Disney, and this can be you know either your visits in the park or how you've experienced them over the years. However, you want to look at it. What do you wish Disney would do more of?
3: I'll let you take. This oh on. man. Okay. Um, yeah. I think that's that's definitely changed as as I've grown up, um, mm. my family was always big. Uh, we were big, wa- we're big walkers. Um, like Epcot yeah. was always my parents' favorite and became very quickly my favorite, which was a, apparently a weird thing as a kid. Um, but <laughs> is what it is. Um, so I think now, especially, and I've mentioned a couple on a couple times on the podcast, by I have a kid on the way and, Something that I would love to see more of and them to continue doing, and it's something they do just constantly now, is these crazy immersive lands that Mm. just are amazing to walk through and feel Mm. incredibly different. Depending on like when you walk through them and the world around them as you walk through them, like Galaxy's Edge is a perfect example of this. Yeah. That is two different lands when you if you walk in it before the sundown, suns down, yeah. and after the sun's down, completely Absolutely. different mm-hmm. feels. And it just slaps you in the face and throws you into Star Wars. And <laughs> you, it's. Uh, I think we mentioned it a couple episodes ago. The, it's really hard to make somebody f- feel like like they're flying or like they're not uh, like mechanical things aren't there Right. but what Disney seems to do very well is more make you forget to look for them and so just subconsciously you believe it and Galaxy's Edge is so good at that because I mean you look all the buttons blinking don't actually do anything. You can't actually right. press them. The, 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 it, it's it's very there's the catwalks, there's everything like that. That that doesn't stop think
0: me about, from slapping them though. And oh, yeah. absolutely! I hit <laughs> like every single one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: but it, it was it's just it's so, they they are so good at doing that of just subconsciously just making you forget that anything yeah. else is there and that you're just in this place. And I would love to see that continue. If, if everything else leaves
2: and they continue doing that, that's that's what I would want to keep.
0: No, that's awesome.
3: Noah, what about you?
2: Well, I, I honestly think, you know, same thing with a lot of the parks, or not parks, the, the lands and projects that Disney's been working on in the last five years. There's obviously been a, a shift towards full-on immersion. I mean, look at the uh, Star Cruiser yeah. Hotel. That is, you know the, the definition of crazy immersion so i love all of the the immersion that they've been doing i also wish though that disney would do more of just the straight out of left field what the heck are you thinking stuff that they did like original epcot stuff original tomorrowland stuff because right now um this let's see Well, when we're recording this this friday i'm leaving for a trip Uh to disneyland with my girlfriend and her family and so to prep and to get hype we watch ride Mm -hmm. videos Mm -hmm. naturally and it's so weird to watch like space mountain or um oh what was it we watched in a california screamin even though it's in credit coaster now watch that or grizzly river run and just looking at the level of theming in those compared with where we're at now it's there's a very clear disconnect yeah. between like like Space Mountain is just a big dark that's building right. with some star projectors and you know hyperspace mountain they added some more theming, but then you've got Galaxy's Edge like Alex was saying with you know buttons everywhere that are you're more than welcome mm-hmm. to press they'll make you feel mm-hmm. like you're doing something and that's just where you're walking, yeah. so if they could combine some of the you know not so vanilla kind of wacky ideas that they've had in the past with that dedication to immersion and you know you're always part of the story I'd be very interested to see what came yeah. of that. I think it'd be something pretty new for like the whole industry. All right. So let's,
0: let's talk about that. Let's talk out of, about some way out of left field ideas, because this is my favorite thing about your podcast. <laughs> this...
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you have a couple, uh, you have a mouse gear segment. this is where you kind of not so much rework a ride, but like rework a ride location. How would you should, define
3: that? I, I think that's kind of what's ended up becoming. We've mm-hmm. ended up so so the like I would say the mouse geared segment we do at the end of the episode. We try to end up just redoing the ride because it mm-hmm. it takes less time and we're mm-hmm. we already run over. <laughs> Believe it or not, this podcast when we started, we thought we were going to be doing thirty minute episodes. We have yet to be below. F- I think the lowest we've gone is fifty five. Yeah.
2: so so after vicious yeah it was
3: we cut a lot from that episode but um so for those we're usually it's already we're already at like 50 minutes in the episode we gotta pump out some quick ideas not think about them too hard and so it ends up just being like usual re-theming unless we really don't like the attraction then we spend some time tearing it to the ground
2: but the ones where we
3: do it for the full episode we have some time and mm-hmm. so um, when we decided that we were gonna do full episodes of these, we kind of discussed it that we were gonna put some rules on ourselves so that we didn't just
0: yes I love that well
3: we, we just didn't want to do like like uh, the Soren one is one of my favorite mouse gears that we did and, and my wife is actually the one that came up with my idea and <laughs> just just throwing up on the soren is uh-huh. such an easy. Yeah. like easy throwdown, that's a 10 minute episode and we're, we're out and yeah. so yeah <laughs> that's not as fun that's the, that's not Too what, easy. We, what we were wanting to do so uh, that was kind of part of the rules was we essentially yeah. have to start from scratch
0: yeah restrictions and parameters make things more interesting right it's more yeah. challenging and mm-hmm. it's it, it was really fun to listen to you kind of like uh the the process that you go through um the back and forth it, it's all quite good Alex, you said that Soren was probably your favorite mouse care?
3: That was my favorite one that we did at the end of the episode. Um, I have a, I would say for the full episodes one, it's hard because I know you messaged us about, about one, (laughs) which that one is slowly becoming like higher on my list. Um, But I think the Vault of the Unseen is Uh one of the favorite ones that, that we've done from from my viewpoint because there's a lot of backstory behind it and a lot yeah. of ways you can go with it that I just thought would be so cool. I also like that it wasn't necessarily Disney, but wasn't not Disney kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So it yeah. could theoretically yeah. like be somewhere else. I think that's that's my personal, personal favorite one that we've done so far. Fully, fully going away from... Uh, the Grand Voyage, because that's its own animal. Bit. So
0: let me say a bit about it. So the Mascare were reworking, or they're reworking rides in Disney World. I'm listening to them rework rides, and the Vault of the Unseen is the Haunted Mansion, and I think was what was interesting about this one compared to some of the other ones is you spent what ten minutes in the beginning. Defending the fact that you were going to make changes to the Haunted Mansion Like you were anticipating the hate yeah. mail And <laughs> death threats <laughs> we,
2: It was It was too, like, we, we tried to Space out the really big ones For mm-hmm. Mouse Gear, like, that's why we'll You know, we did um, I think we, we did Space Mountain And then you'll get, like, mm-hmm. Teacups And, you know, Roger Rabbit and some smaller ones Haunted Mansion was the biggest One we had done At that point and so you know we're both such avid fans of it and it's a classic attraction it's it's uh, and it's even it's just a conversation between the two of us you're still defending
0: Austin.
2: yourself but <laughs> but no yeah no it it's so it's ridiculous because it was just us talking about this and yet we still both felt yeah. so compelled to, to yeah. justify it and just say like look any other time we would not be doing this but like, <laughs> i
3: still don't know who we were justifying to i think it was honestly ourselves because i love Probably. the haunt magic yeah. i think so, so. Much. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It hurt to. Yeah. I mean, the first one we did was sh- was Schmorg, was the <laughs> weird dodgeball <laughs> simulator go kart ride that we yes. came up with. For but that was Tomorrowland Speedway. Speedway. That one, I think we spent about one minute before we decided to
2: tear that <laughs> to the ground. And yeah, and I spent that minute smack Yeah, <laughs>
3: Tomorrowland Speedway. So. it was no contest. We weren't gonna. We, we weren't gonna try and fix Tomorrowland Speedway. We were going to redo our own thing.
0: Yeah, it, it, the yeah. the Vault of the Unseen. <laughs> we
3: knew we couldn't do Haunted Mansion better than Haunted Mansion itself, mm-hmm. other than just mm-hmm. saying redo a couple of the video effects and then leave. So you have to yeah. you have to restart, or you don't have an episode. You don't have you don't have the fun that we get to have when we do these. So
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely uh, encourage everyone listening. Definitely check out the Vault of the Unseen. Uh, check out Schmork too. They mentioned that. I wanted to bring up Shmorg because I was at Six Flags over the weekend, right? And I hadn't listened. I was there on Friday and I hadn't listened to Shmorg yet. I listened to Schmorg on Sunday in preparation for this. I kind of did a little binge, a little Main Street Matthews binge. <laughs> and I was watching bumper cars. My wife loves bumper cars and my daughter's two and a half she's not she can't you can't throw a two and a half year old on a bumper car you know the yep. necks can't you can't do it
2: <laughs> yeah ethically <laughs> physically yeah
0: but i'm standing there all right and i'm smelling like the ionized air and like lubricant right that's the smell mm. the the load the loading time takes forever because this one guy has to go around and check every single person's seatbelt. Yep. and the ride's only like a minute and a half two minutes tops the capacity i'm thinking is just terrible for this ride And I'm thinking to myself, well, how can we... Because I've been listening to a lot of Main Street Mechies, so I'm doing my own little Main Street Mechies in my head. (laughs) Six Flags Edition. And I'm thinking, well, what if we put this on a circuit, and we had a pit stop, and we engaged a uh, trackless ride system? Um, And I'm like, well, you're just a genius, Justin. You should be an engineer music and then yeah. i'm so i'm like let me check out Schmorgan on sunday and the whole time i've got this anxiety i'm like don't say trackless ride system don't say trackless ride system don't say trackless ride system and then you said it and i'm like
2: darn it <laughs> it's it's just such an easy result to come to now because you know you've, you've got issues with like oh we've got to line all yep. these cars up and there's a huge yep. line we trackless then track you don't have to worry about it there's there's less maintenance there's less you know whatever
0: can i pitch an idea to you too yeah no no sir all Later. right so
2: by whatever authority you think we have, got, we have yeah. zero authority you're giving us way too much credit here
0: So you don't, so because we have this pit stop, we don't need to load and unload the ride at the same time. So we can put like a, maybe a a three minute, five minute timer on the car. And when it's, that timer's up, it could go in. And then I thought, well, because I, after listening to your episode, you, you had a really, you gamified this, right? With um, teams and um, laser tag. You you kind of gamified it. Yeah. I was thinking, well, you could put like a survival element to it and then, so like maybe you have a five minute timer if you're going individual, not teams. If you, I don't know how exactly, like maybe the, the hits you get or the hits you don't get that extends your timer up to a certain amount with like a minimum of a certain amount of Ooh, time
2: okay like with each hit you you get to stay exactly. longer that would be interesting around. disney's never done Ooh, something like that like that because really <laughs> it really teeters on the like the inequality of the experience but also, also very fun it's a yes. skill yes. Game, yeah, <laughs> yeah also very but fun. very fun i like <laughs> that and i think that's how as far as i know i'm no ferris wheel aficionado but i think a lot of big ferris wheels load in that in the same way where you don't load the full mm. circle, you know, one after one after one. You load a certain number, cycle it, load a certain other number. Everyone still gets the same amount yeah. of time, but you're not sitting for however long slot. it would take to, to slowly spin Mickey's Fun Wheel or, or whatever wheel it is. Well, because yeah. in the end, people also That's just want to cool. stay at the top, right? Like, they want to
3: s- spend it's a true. little bit of time up at the top, and so that hits both purposes
0: have you been on um the what is it swinging pals in uh dca
2: that's the that's the ferris wheel right the ferris wheel yeah oh the the pixar pal around i just remembered thank you (laughs) i i sorry for calling it vicky's fun wheel i was thinking of the sun wheel yeah (laughs) i've i've been on it it's it's been a little bit i personally enjoy a swinging gondola from time Mm -hmm. to time but i don't have many friends that also do so I oh, thought I was gonna enjoy it.
0: I did not enjoy that ride.
2: I, it's a lot more aggressive <laughs> than yeah. it looks. Well, it's still like I
3: went on. So we had gone on that, but before we had gone on that, my wife and I went to Seattle and we rode the mm-hmm. giant Ferris wheel in Seattle. Oh, okay. and I'm oh. not. I don't have a fear of heights, but I have an aversion to dying from a high uh, high altitude. <laughs> and enough. you're not okay. as afraid of the. <laughs> You don't mind the the Pixar Pier one as much when you are looking down at ants that are actually people from this from the Seattle one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <Yeah.
2: laughs> that's funny.
0: I'm going to pull you back into some of these mouse gears again if that's okay. Please so, go for it. Another one everyone has to check out there the the Golden Pass episode. <laughs> you did Thunder Mountain. Oh, no. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> And I mean, it's—it was just a stroke of brilliance. All right, so the train—and I won't—I don't want to ruin it. No, spo- no huge spoilers here, but the train is pulled by juiced-up oxen. So, check it out golden pass you need to see this you need to listen to this and and I'll say here the, the worst thing about your podcast is and you've kind of said this too when it's over it's like well, this ride doesn't exist this is sad <laughs>
2: yeah
3: because yeah. I want to
0: ride golden pass so bad
2: <laughs> you'd be
3: one of a very select few people yeah. that to say that yeah, yeah I'll be honest I think golden pass is our least listened to mouse geared oh. episode which is I'm... fine but <laughs> I it kind yeah. of like so Noah and i even talked about this afterwards i don't know what mood we were in that resulted in that coming out of our mouths but that was the most unhinged episode we have done probably will ever do and that includes when we were we recorded like three in one week Mm -hmm. so we could do the we could do the breaking ground one breaking ground in a timely manner yeah and still have time with family for the holidays. Like, even when we were doing those, they didn't get as weird and insane as Golden <laughs> Pass did.
2: <laughs> Uncle Dusty's yes. So service. good. <laughs> like, I, I oh. have an image of
0: Uncle Dusty I... in my head, and...
2: Good. <laughs> Maybe that's why that's why you never see him in the ride so everyone can have their own version <laughs> of him. He <laughs> has no face. I as as just like a little record for ourselves, I keep a spreadsheet of every mouse geared we do so we don't do repeats yeah. and just to track yeah. what ideas we come up with. The description for golden pass is the longest one that i typed out out of any of them like usually i'll just do a quick summary but i wrote down like all of the details about the story and the ride vehicles and the the yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) oh i still can't believe we did that
3: i'm
0: so glad that you did and i'm going to you said it's your your least listened to episode i'm going to start a campaign tomorrow we're gonna get that to the top because people need to hear this
3: Save the Golden Pass. Oh, God. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. We were bordering on some ethical
2: issues with the juiced up oxen very quickly. (laughs) Well, here's the flip side to that coin. At the end of the day, it's not a real ride, so you can't ride it. So
0: we're not liable.
2: (laughs) Uh, No liability
3: because it doesn't exist. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So I think now you took this idea of uh, creating or recreating rides and you kind of you blew it up to four episodes and this is the breaking ground series right where you're now going to just design your own theme park what made you decide to do that
2: um
3: honestly that was kind of the reason we started the podcast actually Uh the grand voyage was or or the the breaking ground series was we ended up like throwing out ideas and those ideas were starting to add up to us making making our own rides mm-hmm. and when we did like the first episode of the podcast i i think it was noah that threw out cuz we had we had come up with the mouse geared idea And I think Noah said, "Like, man, it would be really cool if one day we like did our own park." Yeah, because Noah used to do that for fun, just
2: like in college and high school, right? Like, you have a notebook. (laughs) I have in college. I did. (laughs) I I got bored at at work one time, and it was during an internship, and just started. There's there's actually. So I don't know if either of you have heard of Khan Academy. Yeah. It's a learning, yeah, so yep. great learning resource online. It's free. They did a collaboration with Walt Disney Imagineering where they just step you through every part of the process and there's little activities. And it 100% is designed for like mm-hmm. middle school classrooms mm-hmm. for their teachers to like walk them through. But I went through it and ended up with this notebook full of, you know, ideas and, and everything for like a fully yeah. flushed out park. And so that was very fun on its own and so that kind of that experience fed into this where it's like well why don't we just you know take this to the nth degree and do a full-blown theme park with with three lands and an overarching story and and ride vehicle design and unnecessary detail and it's it was so fun it was exhausting
0: (laughs) i bet it was (laughs) <laughs> I enjoyed listening to Main Street Mechies before the Breaking Ground series, but the Breaking Ground series made me like a fan. I was like, OK, I could listen to these guys because like I feel like this, like <laughs> awesome. if, if me and my brothers <laughs> like sat around and talked about it, it would be a fun conversation to have. But it would be nowhere near the level of detail, <laughs> originality and kind of just like background <laughs> that you two did on those shows. So it was it was really enjoyable to listen to
2: that's that's great to hear that's awesome to hear i you'd think we did more planning going into it we (laughs) acted like we were going to and i i wrote notes while we were doing it we were like we're gonna start you know a a one note and you know keep track of our notes and in the end we just ended up saying at the beginning of each episode what ideas do you have what ideas do you have okay i like that just just bouncing off of that and that's as far as Mm. we worked on our own before you know turning on the mic um
3: i i don't want to say this as because this is not a brag or anything like that this is just luckily noah and i were able to kind of have this back and forth that has ended up allowing us to get away with this i think is the best phrasing <laughs> but we're, we're not we're not lying when we say we there don't really go. prep for these uh usually the the intros, the idea for the Mouse Gears, those usually happen while we're recording, even if it's the person that brings forward the idea. Mm -hmm. And Breaking Ground wasn't really any different. I think him and I were both brainstorming in our own heads at work
0: yeah yeah but
3: we weren't like we weren't scripting out ideas or throwing out stuff and then making it sound like we were brainstorming on the podcast like no that that was just kind of it and you you heard the stuff we didn't cut out (laughs)
2: like
3: this was like typically like two
2: hours worth of recording (laughs) that was gonna be a question of us just throwing stuff out i was gonna say I'm sure it sounds like we think for a second, and we're like, oh, we got it, perfect, the the easy, done. Oh, yeah, Uh, Those episodes, those were probably the most heavily edited episodes, just because there's so much. So much. (laughs) There's a lot of
0: slots. Yeah, I think
2: there was a couple of just full (laughs) ideas where
3: we didn't, like, flesh them out fully, but we talked about them for, like, 10, 15 minutes that that got cut. Mm. That just straight up went to the ether because... (laughs) they we we threw them in the trash like they were they we didn't have anywhere to go with them they didn't end up adding anything to the conversation.
0: That would be a great bonus episode, just a collection of ideas that you're like, nah, that's dumb, we're not doing that. <laughs> it would be <laughs> mostly names,
2: I think. All of our worst ideas. <laughs> yeah, a lot of names were cut.
0: <laughs> so, I, I mean, I've just got to stress to everyone listening, check out these episodes, check out the other episodes. There's more than, than just uh, recreating rides. You, you, I think you bring a, a special perspective to Disney uh, history and entertainment. Last question here. You, so you want to get to the the international parks?
2: Oh, I, I yeah, mean, I definitely. No, would, I think yeah. we both want to visit. But
0: if you could only go to yeah. one international park, where would you go?
2: I would want to go to Shanghai mm-hmm. because they have. Oh wait, no, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> I was Tokyo. about to say Just your kidding. answer is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they have <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, because Shanghai has like you know the the biggest and most. You know, technological. Yeah. They've got the big pirates, the big and pirates, they've got, yeah. and but also, you know, Tokyo has mm-hmm. Disney Sea on yeah. its own. It's like probably the best themed park that's what I ever hear. created. Oh, I would love to go. There. Okay, yeah, I'm Tokyo.
0: Wow. So, and you agree, Alex? So it, would it be Tokyo oh, yeah. ditto, 100%. <laughs> I, I Disney Sea?
3: Oh, ditto, one hundred percent. I want to see. All right, sea. let's
0: book a room. It, let's extreme. do it. All
2: right, here we go. <laughs> Heck yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: All right, thank you so much for making the time to come on and, and talk to me today. I'm gonna post all my favorite uh, show links, uh, sh- show links in the notes because it's my podcast and I get to do that. Uh, but <laughs> is there anything else that you'd like to plug?
3: Um, no just just check us out. We got a Instagram at Main Street Meckies. We do have an email um, that we make <laughs> jokes about very often because I'm still not sure why I made it, but it's uh, but we. We do have a email, MainStreetMeckies at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, no, we love to we love to hear from you. I mean, it makes our day when like like you message us, uh, yeah. Justin, or like when we first got in contact with like Walt's apartment and they message us. Yeah. Something like, that. like that stuff makes our week.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So no, same. When um, when you agreed to do the show, I was like, yes, Mackies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that that makes us feel good because right now, like it's it's essentially like I think you think you made a similar joke but it's like yeah it's our it's our a couple of our friends and our family that yes. essentially yeah. listen is, is from what we can tell. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I've got a huge listenership uh, in like the mom segment of uh, yeah. demographics.
2: Yeah. My my, hey. my mom, I think are, the count is at my mom has created 10 separate accounts to listen to our podcast with. So that's pretty good. You know, it's a dedicated oh, please listenership don't, Please don't say that. I don't even care if it's a joke. Don't do no. that to me. I'm just kidding, our 10 viewers. You are real. <laughs> You are real, I swear. Yeah.
0: All right, thanks again, Alex and Noah, for coming on. I, I hope to talk to you again sometime in the future, Definitely. maybe somewhere around 100 episodes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little sooner. Heck we'll, yeah. we'll see. Maybe yeah. a little sooner. <laughs> Thank
0: you. <laughs> we got to get in touch for the for the Disney Sea thing. So, oh, yeah. We do. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, that'll be our hundredth on our joint. There trip we go. To Tokyo.
0: Done. We'll go to Tokyo. <laughs> Done.
2: There you go. <laughs> thanks for having us, Justin. This was awesome. Thank you.
1: Absolutely.